The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. Hello and welcome to another Video Games to the Max, this is episode 175, and we are of course the official games podcast of W2Net.com, and Pronosho4Mania.com, and Last Word on Life as well, and I'm your host Sean Garman here with me, as always Mr. Mark Morrison. Howdy. Well, we're still in the doldrums kind of waiting for 2018 games to hit us, but uh, it's not all that bad, I'd say. Uh, It's It's, it's, it's nice to have a break. (laughs) Yeah, it is nice to have a break. Uh, Lots of uh, controversy going on if you were a big YouTube watcher, apparently, and you can't really escape it because even people in my sphere talking about it like you know i wake up to woken matt hardy and kenny omega talking about uh the logan paul situation and all that um i don't know how much you want to get into it obviously what the dude did was stupid Um, yeah i mean he's an ass clown like i've seen a lot of people comparing it like i saw one guy comparing it to jackass like 20 years like you know 20 or 15 years ago but the thing with jackass is they were never like intent. Like, they're never insulting to the culture like they were in really. Right. Like they were always doing stupid shit to themselves, like mm-hmm. you know, doing pranks or just doing like stupid stunts. Like they were never like expressly insulting to people, like you know, to anyone, like any social group or you know society or anything like that. Right. Like, it. He's also young, you know, you do dumb stuff when you're 21, 22, all that, uh, you know, I I can't uh, tell you how many stupid things I did, and it's, uh, I never, I mean, obviously, I didn't have the the power these guys do, uh, him and yeah, his brother, so. That's a, that's a problem, yeah. it's, it's suddenly having, like, a lot of money and influence and not, like, not having the responsibility to, to go along with that. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, the thing with going to Japan and going in there and seeing someone that apparently has committed suicide and you're filming them, and, uh, you know, whether the laugh was intentional or it was a nervous laugh because he didn't know what to do or whatever, I, I, you know. I might, stay st- I might say stop filming. <laughs> that might be... That, that yeah. might be thing number one. I... I know, like that video to me is like it's dumb, honestly. But that other video he did about Japan, where he's just like walking around and being a jackass to everyone, like I actually find that more insulting in in some respects. I agree with you in that respect too, because you know Japan goes out of their way to teach people to be, you know, courteous and polite and quiet and like no. you're disrupting no. what they do. 
I have yeah. some like nerd bro, like frat guy, essentially like going over there and being a dick to everyone. Should, yeah, the stuff with the him. fish and the octopus was like just really st- <laughs> stupid. Like, or like, or like, like the, one, the one that insulted me was like the Game Boy. Like, he bought a Game Boy Color, smashed it, and then they're trying to return it, and it's like, a, that's not funny. B, like, what's the point? Like, just be a jackass. Like, even they didn't do that. Yeah, it's, you know, it, it's, it's people, obviously, they watch it. So, you know, if there's not someone there telling the guy that, hey, look, you're, you're getting the hits or whatever, and all his apologies, even the one that I just read that apparently he he wrote up not too long ago, and we're recording this basically on, like, early, early Sunday morning. You know, you already had other people commenting. Uh, Kenny Omega commented again <laughs> about how disingenuous he comes off every time he makes an apology. And not to mention, these apologies, other than the one that he wrote, that is the one I'm referring to, that he did in video, and then you're having millions of people watch these too. So it also and comes and- off as... Well, and he's getting money from them. <laughs> right. Yeah, that too. And, and then it's also helping YouTube because they're wanting to put it in their trending section and, you know, getting him more public, you know, publicity and everything else. And, uh, you know, this isn't the first time that YouTube folks have gotten in trouble. You know, PewDiePie went through that and he's kind of recovered from it. So uh, there's a there's a guy that was uh, involved with uh, Smosh Games that's been accused by multiple people of sexual assault that just left them. I mean, that's that's ridiculous. That that should not be happening. In fact, he, like, got people involved in orgies and may have raped some women and stuff like that. It's, just, it's crazy what we're talking about at the beginning of 2018 here. Uh, this is what happens sometimes when you have these little lulls and, and other... Uh, forms of media to talk about but i didn't want to spend like all day talking about number one because i don't think he's getting enough publicity from everybody else talking about it uh number two there's like a article on something involving one of the pauls or some youtube person doing something dumb uh or causing arguments on reddit and getting trying to get them pulled from subreddits because that's all they do like every day, it seems like. So, I I just thought of bringing it up just because it's it's a topic of conversation at this point. We uh, need to have a good war so people can get drafted. <laughs> oh God, uh, <laughs> you know the way the president's going. Yeah. I I dread that that you know, maybe not this year, but <laughs> 2019. Who knows what's going on at that point. Uh, but hey, look, uh, there is uh, some things to talk about. Mainly some games that uh, we've been playing. You, yep. what have you been doing? Uh, I've been messing around, around with see a, uh, World War, well, Call of Duty World War Two a little more. Uh, about a game on Steam called Super Flight, which is kind of like a nice little, like procedurally generated game where you just kind of fly around and try to avoid hitting stuff. But. It's simple. I mean, you basically like fly close to buildings or like objects to get points and try not to crash. But it was like a dollar when I bought it, so not bad. So like sort of a flight simulator ish. 
Yeah, I mean, it's not like you you're like you're flying like a little guy around with like wings, or like he has like wings attached to his arms, like it's not like a not like a plane or anything. So like Icarus. Yeah. Okay. Exactly, and you like you can go to portals to like different land or different like different levels and stuff. It's it's relaxing, but it has like a good uh, competitive thing built in because it has like a leaderboard. So. Hey, that's cool, and it's not too expensive, so. Yeah, the big thing I got back into over the past week was World of Warcraft. <laughs> How is that? Uh, so, it's weird, because I stopped playing last year, I think, uh, like a few months after uh, the Legion expansion came out initially. I want to say, like, maybe like around Christmas I stopped playing, like in 2016, so I logged in, like, on the 1st of January, essentially. And you have, like, the big thing in Legion was you get you get, you get a new weapon. And it's your, it's going to be your only weapon for, the, like, the expansion called your artifact weapon. Mm. And and the idea is you can power it up. Like, you, the whole get point is you get, like, items to power it up. And, like, the weapon gains levels and new abilities. So that was fine. And, like... At that time, it was like if you get, I mean, it's if you get like an object for like twenty thousand uh, artifact power, that was pretty good. Like that was decently high, uh, or like thirty thousand was good. Also, you know, I mean, it was like just degrees of like, and never went like above forty. Let's just say that. And I logged, I logged into the game, and it's like here's this. It, the game gave me an item that was worth twenty one billion artifact power. I was like, "What? <laughs> like, wow. like I, wow!" I had an object. I had one of the old objects in my bag that was like, "Well, here's tw- here's like seventeen thousand, and this this thing I got from the game I was like, here's twenty one billion. It's like, like. okay, <laughs> and they expanded the tree out like the like leveling tree for the weapon up a little more. And, yeah, I'm just getting items now. That, I mean, they blew it out so much that, like, I'm getting object, I'm getting items that's like, here's 5 billion, le- like, artifact power. It's like, who cares? Like, how much further can I take this thing? Like, I mean, at some point, these numbers just get ridiculous. Well, that's an interesting thing is, uh, like, at the moment, I have, I think, like, 3.5 million HP. And I'm doing like 1.5 million, like 12, like 1.2 million uh, damage per like spell on a mage. Like I'm, I can decimate a lot of stuff quickly. Not players, because that doesn't work out for me for at all. But like just enemy, like enemy NPCs, it's like no problem. And they had this issue before with like uh, the last expansion where they had something called the stat squish, where in previous expansions, the numbers are getting a little out of control. So, like, right. they, Blizzard rolled, like, numbers down. So instead of you having, like, 30,000 or 300,000 uh, hit points, you'd have, like, 40,000. I mean, you still have the same amount of hit points, like, in the game, but they just rolled the numbers down, essentially. And they got to do that again with the next expansion because it's getting out of control already. Yeah, or you're gonna 
Well, you're going to get starting to get in the trillions of. I mean, there's already. I mean, there are already bosses that have like a billion HP, and it's like. Wow. This is like it literally says like one. It'll say like three four three four m for million. So it's three point four billion. You know HP, and it's like holy Christ. But I'm assuming your attacks are doing like. A million like, or something, right? Yeah, like, mil- like a million, give or take, like every hit. And okay. like different classes can do different stuff, obviously. But yeah, so I'm just... So it's not literally like you're not just sitting there for like a whole day going, okay, well, I gotta get to 3.4 billion and... No, no. <laughs> uh, but the, but also the fun thing about this is, is like... The nice thing about expansions in World of Warcraft is... Like when a new one comes out and you're fully leveled for it... You can go back to the old one and dust everything in that expansion. <laughs> yeah. It's... Like, by yourself. And it's a lot of fun. <laughs> and then you also gotta deal with uh, waiting on all the lines for getting into the server oh, no, and everything else. Or... Oh, those are pretty gone. Like, they, they've they consolidated that pretty well. Like, I'm, I'm actually kind of excited for the new expansion when it comes out, like, later this year. So you want to have the out. problems of people waiting forever to get in and all that i, I mean it, it'll spring up like the first month i assume because that's what always happens people kind of come in right. see the new content like on a general level and then just leave but like i think i think they've done a lot of good server upgrades over the years so that doesn't really happen that much anyway and i cannot wait until they get rid of pvp servers oh that's coming with the expansion too right yeah well it's I think this is going to be part of the baseline like, upgrade path for the game. Like, they're not going to have what they call normal, like, player versus enemy servers and PvP servers, player versus player. Because I'm on a PvP server, and it sucks. It's the worst part about that game for me. Oh, because you got people constantly killing yeah. you? So... Like, I'm a mage. I don't do well against undead, ro- undead rogues. <laughs> yeah. Can imagine, and then you know, if you get anybody that like just gets right in your face, I'm assuming. Oh yeah, like there, I, w- I was playing like I think like five nights ago, and like five, I'm a, I'm an alliance player, and five horde took over like this one small little village, but it's where everyone lands in that in that area. Mm-hmm. So when someone landed, they instantly killed them, and it's like this is not fun at all. <laughs> yeah, it can get annoying really quick. I'm sure. I can't wait until like that PvP server thing rolls out and they have to go do something else with their lives. Hopefully. <laughs> so what? Everything's gonna be PVE then? Or? You'll be able to select. Like I think you have to go into like a big town, and you can toggle PvP on or off. Oh. And if it's on, you know you can do battle against other PvP players. But if it's off, you can't. So can't wait. Because <laughs> my. Yeah, my, my PVE flag will be up, and I will never turn it off. <laughs> I, yeah, I immediately, like, the, the little time that I played, I was I was like, yeah, I'm getting in a PVE server because I'm not even dealing with the, the douchebags. Well, <laughs> I, initially, I initially started on a PVP server, like, when I played, you know, 13, 14 years ago. Uh-huh. Uh, I but I was with my friends, like, all in like college at the time, so that's what they were on. So I was like, "All right, fine." I didn't even know the difference. Right. And and then like, 
seven years later, I mean, all my friends stopped playing after like the first year anyway, but like seven years later, my account got hacked and like switched to, like it got switched to a different PVP server. And I'm like, if you're going to transfer my character, transfer it to a PVE one, please. <laughs> yeah. And then I eventually got the account back, but I stayed on that server because it's like, all right, well, I don't want to pay money to switch it again. Like, screw that. Yeah, because it's like, what, $25 or something like that? I want to say it's like maybe 15 but I, I don't want to pay that for, yeah, you know. It's, it's, it's like almost the equivalent of paying the, what is it, like Microsoft charges you like $5 or something to... I think it might be like ten to charge change your gamer tag. Yeah, I think it is ten. Yeah, so it's kind of like, yeah, do you really want to waste ten dollars on that? No. <laughs> well, hopefully. Uh, but yeah, well, it's pretty fun. Like, it's still it holds up pretty well. Well, that's obviously. Good. At <laughs> and least you'll, like you're already excited for the new expansion, so that's they're doing their work. Yeah. And yeah, they keep updating like the old, like the current expansion with content. Like when I launched in the game, I had a like my quest log was like overfilling. Like I had to like drop some quests because I had no no space in that log. <laughs> ah, so has the vanilla WoW thing ever happened, or that... that's supposed to come with the expansion? Like they'll, I assume that it'll roll out two different. Like if you want to play classic WoW, here you go. Like here's the last version of WoW before. The first expansion, like, if you want to, if you want to go at it, I mean, people, I think, will for like the first, like, a few months, but then they realize, like, current WoW adds a lot more, aside from this content, like, just a lot more ease of use systems, like, right, the like the look for group, like, part or look 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 for raid or summoning people. <laughs> Yeah, which then you, you know, you'll get the people that complain about all that stuff, too. I'm just kind of like, well, I mean, they're trying to make it easier for you. Yeah. But, like, I, like yeah. the first, within the first two days, I'd fly in on the new expansion because they locked it away and behind, like, some stupid achievement crap. So it's like, that's my first goal is to get flying on this fucking continent so no one can <laughs> jump me again. Yeah. Or they so can try, but. It's to fly around now. Yeah, they can try, but I can I can get, usually get away pretty quick if I need to. <laughs> huh. Well, anything else for you there? No, I've been like toying with Marvel Ultimate Alliance a little more. The game continues to be a piece of shit on PS4. <laughs> uh, it run it runs so much better just playing by myself than with my friend. It is like insulting in a way. That's bad. Yeah. They not and, uh, think you would play this online or something? That's just weird. I don't know if it's an emulation problem or like what they did, but they messed up somewhere along the way. <laughs> and a little more. Uh, I mean, you bought it too, but I've been playing a little more near on PS on PC. So, uh, are you like going for like another one of those endings or? No, just kind of screwing around. Like I, my roommate's girlfriend is borrowing, borrowing my PS4 copy, which is already kind of a hundred percent done. So ah. it's nice to play on PC. Like it runs a little better, and I'm not not anywhere near finished. So it's good. It's fun to go through that game again. Still interested in the story a second time through too. 
Oh, yeah, that story really holds up. Yeah, I got it. It'll show up in the mail at some point. The game stops like four to seven days, whatever that is. And then, you know, I don't think they do anything on Sunday. So hopefully I get the notification that they shift it on Monday. And it's not like your book thing. And it takes like five days just for them to say, oh, we shipped it. Uh, I would assume since it's a much more common item, it shouldn't, but we'll see how that yeah. goes. It was on a $30 sale again, so it was just kind of like, yeah, I don't want to wake up on Sunday, and for some reason that sale's gone. So. Gonna well, that's what I told you when, you when you sold games off and you got like $30 in store credit, I was like, just hold off. Like, it'll be fine. It'll go back on sale. And you're like, I'm going to buy Night in the Woods instead. It's like... The, week, the next week, it went back on sale. <laughs> it's all right. Hey, Night in the Woods is worth it, though. It's uh, <laughs> still going through that. It's a really good game. I enjoy it. I listen to the soundtrack sometimes when I'm editing stuff. Uh, I've also I got to beat Super Mario Odyssey finally. Uh, and I actually watched me beat uh, the last part of the last world and then beat Bowser. She thought it was... Uh, pretty funny how the the game ends has a really cool ending especially you know if you're you know like us that have like lived through all the mario through the years so you know i don't want to spoil it for anybody but it uh it it was like cool getting like because i remember being just in this uh like flower world or whatever forever and then i it doesn't take that long to, to actually beat the game i think i did it in like I want to say like eight hours or something like that after I got past the flower world, but just getting to go to all those worlds and have fun in there and find all the, find the moons, just doing random stuff. Like, and it really encourages you to explore. And that's what I like about it is you'll do something and there's a moon there. You didn't even know that was there or you'll go around this corner, go underneath a, like when you go to new dog city, and you're going around the different buildings trying to find, like, because there's a quest that you have to do to find uh, these musicians so that she can do, that the mayor can do the big, uh, like, song that's the, the main song of the game or whatever that you hear all the time. Yeah. And so you have to, like, go on top of these these different buildings. And so there's a lot of space you're going through and, like. I ran into a thing where I, I got on this uh, moped and I had to outrun a freaking dinosaur. And then in the next thing, I'm on these buildings and there's these, there's this crane and you go underneath the crane and I found like a moon just running around there. And it, it was, uh, I mean, that's sort of the highlight of it because it's the biggest world that you go into. But like, I, I just, I really, this, my the, probably the most fun I have with the game the the whole year and just getting to I played it in the different ways they want you to play it the the way with the the thumbsticks and but it's so much easier with the uh, the pro controller because you don't have to do the flying around with the the joy cons you can just push the controller up or down or shake it around and it does everything that they ask you to do and it actually does make them go faster so it works. Uh, now I can uh, now I can go hunt on the rest of the moons, all nine hundred of them or whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I finished, and you can also like go and uh, beat some of the bosses again too to to get more moons. So 
that's always uh, that's always fun too because they're a little harder as well. They they add extra things that you have to kind of go through to hit them and stuff like that. So yeah, I think it definitely deserves all the hoopla it got and was we're going to talk about here because Game Developers Choice has their award nominees out. Of course, their awards don't actually happen until like mid-March. So in like a couple of months, we'll actually hear who won. But uh, they don't have a lot of categories, so shouldn't take us too long to go through this. But So best visual art, I feel like it's a pretty stacked category, but I feel like, you know, you know probably is going to win this. But Persona 5... Cuphead, Horizon Zero Dawn, Zelda, and Night in the Woods. All five of those pretty well fit in that category. I feel like this is as stylish as Persona is. I think like Cuphead's gonna win. This. Yeah, Cuphead will win, but Persona should win. <laughs> I I love the Persona's art style, but like what they did with Cuphead is ridiculous. You know, like yeah, it's like they did that Steam Steamboat Willie World from Kingdom Hearts two. <laughs> But the entire time, and it's colored, so, you know. They're just being racist at that point. (laughs) (laughs) It's awful. Innovation Award. I've actually heard this today. Somebody was playing it. uh, One of the podcasts I listened to, Gorgoa from Annapurna, and uh, Buried Signal, Zelda, Rockman to Edith Finch, Everything, which I know you enjoyed, and PUBG. I'd say PUBG wins that one just because everyone is like copying them at this point. So, yeah, I would say as far as innovation goes, not that it's like new or anything, but yeah, we'll talk about another game that already added another battle Royale. I've seen several sites have a, the 10 games that could add a battle Royale mode this year. And it wouldn't surprise me at all. if All of them did. Uh, Waiting for uh, final fantasy 15 to to do it. So everyone can just, be like warping around and with Noctis. <laughs> yeah, they could do that with the multiplayer thing. I could also see them do something sort of like that with the uh, the City game, too. So or do it, do it with Dragon Ball. <laughs> yeah, why not? You could. Just... It'll, it'll be no, it'll be one versus ninety nine. You the one is Goku and the ninety nine are uh, Cybermen. Yeah. And then if you get through them, you just get to go like a boss rush or something. Why not? I'm sure that'll be in there as well. Uh, best design, Super Mario Odyssey, Horizon, PUBG, Zelda, and Nier. Uh, Nier should win this. I, I mean, I'd like it if Nier won, but I think probably Mario Odyssey. <laughs> yeah, I, Mario Odyssey has some very unique... I mean, like, they're all based on what you normally see, either in Mario Kart or most Mario games, but there is some interesting designs in there with uh, the bosses and enemies and whatever, the ones that aren't the common ones you see all the time. I feel like Zelda could also win, too. Um, Yeah. I mean, you and I both listen to, like, Giant Bombs Game of the Year stuff over the past week or two weeks. And it's interesting to see how many people on that site were up on Zelda and then negative on Zelda. Yeah, it's so weird to hear them, like, say 
like talk about how much they loved it, and then when it comes to like trying to rank it for something, it was like let's talk negative now. <laughs> it's uh, well, I mean, you have to. Like, I was the most I was surprised to, uh, was actually Jeff like liking near so much. Like, I was yeah. like, "Ooh, <laughs> that did not Way seem to like going to be his his type of thing." Yeah, like yeah. he's more. I mean, typically he's more of a shooter guy or more somewhat more action oriented. Like, not. I mean, near does have action, but it's a little more, it's like insightful or right. Not. Not just dumb action. <laughs> yeah, and then, you know, some people were fighting about whether the combat gets redundant and all that stuff, too. So, you know, it's interesting takes uh, from people. Uh, this is a category for me. It's weird because, you know, when you, when you don't make a distinction with audio, it means you have to include different games for different reasons. Uh, like, Cuphead has a great soundtrack. Uh, you also get all the you know, sort of movie-style effects with it and everything, so... Uh, plus, you get the... the characters with the, the cute way that they make them talk. They don't talk, but it's the the way they make the... have this text sound and all that. Uh, Nier also has an amazing... Uh, I've actually sat there and listened to Nier's different soundtracks that they have. They have, like, a vocal one and then one that's not... Uh, well, and then they have the hacking one also. <laughs> yeah, that too. Uh, Hellblade is purely on here because of the sound design and the stuff with the voices and, and all that stuff. And well-deserved, I would say. Uh, but, you know, obviously not something as far as anything yeah, going to go around listening to. It's not going to win that. Let's just say that. <laughs> I I think it would win if they're going based on, like, how amazing was, the sound effects are. Or, if or it was whatever. audio audio design, maybe, but not, right. like, taking into account music, like, forget it then. Well, that's where I feel like if you're taking account, like, why is Persona not in, on here? But, you know. Uh, it's only, yeah, like, I, I, Zelda not being on here is kind of weird also. Even, like, eh. Horizon. It's like, eh. I mean, it was, oh, it was fine, but, like, nothing stood out to me. <laughs> That's why I also think, like, both of those games have the whole, we're doing that, the atmosphere and all that stuff, too. It's not just, uh, and the soundtrack's very, you know, kind of just there. It's not, it's there more to add, like, beauty and whatever. It's not, uh, I would say particularly, like, something I want to go around listening to all the time, but I know people that do. So, yeah, uh, yeah, I feel like Persona kind of got gypped on here as one of the big ones. And uh, there's probably some other ones like you can make a case for like Sonic and Night in the Woods and a few others in here, too. Sure. Uh, best debut. I've heard a lot about Hollow Knight and I want to play it. It might be one of those things later down the line. Uh, Golf Story deserves to be in here. Got talked about a lot. Uh, Cuphead, of course, Night in the Woods, and uh, Gregoa. I like Night in the Woods the most out of all the ones in here, but I feel like Cuphead's going to win just based off of how much uh, everybody yeah, loves it like, and everything. I, I, I just haven't played Cuphead, and everything I've seen about the game just makes it either look like Boss Rush, Boss Rush the game or Contra, Contra Clone. Well, it is, it is Boss Rush the game with the... Because those platforming levels, there's only like six of them. Yeah, so, and they're 
very basic or not like just kind of throw away. <laughs> They're nice in giving you the like, oh my god, I get a break. Um, and it's a nice way to get you to learn how to move around. So yeah. that when you're dealing with those bosses, you're not like, oh my god, I moved the wrong way, or I didn't press the right button, or whatever. But yeah, it's really just a glorified boss rush game, which the bosses are kind of cool, I'd say. Um, very well all like designed and stuff. Just oof, took me a while to figure out on a lot of them <laughs> what you're supposed to do. Uh, so best narrative. Uh, I agree with all these. I never played either Finch, but the rest of them uh, certainly work out for that Night in the Woods, Hellblade, Edith Finch, Horizon, and Wolfenstein 2. I would dump Horizon in a hot second for either Nier or Persona 5. <laughs> yeah, I feel like, why did, out of all the things you didn't put Nier into, best narrative, just weird. Uh, I, I haven't played Hellblade or Night in the Woods, but either one of those games, I'd also flush and one you know immediately for one of those two games. <laughs> Night in the Woods and Hellblade are also on here because they talk about really serious stuff, serious themes, and uh, Night in the Woods does it in a much more like way that uh, I think would resonate with. I think I talked about this last time. Just that you're a more common person, whereas Hellblade is much more you know psychological. So. It is however, you know, you want to take that. I agree with you totally on Horizon, though. Like, Horizon's story was decent enough. I mean, but it left a lot of holes in the story, if you really think about it. Right. And, like, it was just... Like, it didn't really... Like, like, the main character didn't really grow that much, I don't think, overall. Like, you know, ultimately. Yeah, I don't know if they felt like compelled to feel like they needed to put that in there or something but yeah weird you're gonna nominate near for other stuff and not put them in here and i mean arguably near's biggest thing is its story <laughs> right and then i'll you know if you're gonna put nine the wizard hellblade in here for the reasons i talked about you know persona also goes down some of those roads as well yeah so, you know could have made that case the game of the year, obviously, these are some of the the big five or six or seven that people have been nominating a lot. Uh, PUBG, Nier, Legend of Zelda, Horizon, and Mario Odyssey. Uh, I think we've either tried to make the case or we've heard many others make the case for all five of these. So, interesting what they're going to decide. I would assume that Zelda probably wins. Uh but I could see them also trying to go different and maybe go PUBG as well. Yeah, like I don't think Zelda like Zelda did a good job like reinventing that formula, but but Battlegrounds is a new formula already, or you know, new enough. Like they never had a like they've done survival games in the past, like especially that guy, but not in that arena type shooter, or you know, here's a big open space. Try to kill everyone. <laughs> yeah, certainly it's it, it kind of just depends on what they're gonna do. If you're gonna, are you just going with Zelda because that was your most outstanding game and you're not taking it effect that it's won like 
hundreds of awards at this point, or are you going to try to honor Navy PUBG for being really, really important in this year and how much it's causing like, people to have to change what they do in their game? The one thing that would be cool for PUBG, I think, is, I mean, aside from, like, new maps and stuff, which, I mean, that's coming down the road, obviously. Right. But it would be, it would be cool if they basically did a actual Battle Royale mode where you start off in the plane, you jump off, and you have a random weapon. And you can either use that weapon or you can kill some, try to kill someone else with it and get their weapon instead. Like, that'd be kind of neat to me. Yeah, that would be cool for them to do it. Just and pay like, homage to that movie for... Yeah, and, like, that movie has, like, some of those weapons are, like, obviously joke weapons, like chopsticks or, like, a fan or something. Right. And it would be cool if the game had that as well. <laughs> it like, would really I got, work for a game, so... I, I got the chopsticks. Okay. <laughs> I guess I'm going to stand in this corner and hope someone comes... Hope I can nail them real quick. <laughs> yeah, do sneak attack with some chopsticks. Would be amazing to see uh, from so from someone on that. Uh, but yeah, that's all their uh, awards there. So uh, thankfully they don't have this huge list. But yeah, so that'll be interesting mid March. Well, when that comes out, uh, Nintendo has made a lot of news for breaking a bunch of records, uh, sales records uh, this week. They became the fastest selling console in the United States ever. Uh, because they shifted 4.8 million units in 10 months, which broke the record for uh, the Wii set previously. 60% of Switch owners own Mario, and 55% own Zelda. No surprise at all. People... To be fair to, to be fair to Nintendo, the, the Switch you can actually find in stores. You couldn't find the Wii when it launched. <laughs> it took them a while, but yeah, now you can find uh, Switch much easier. And... Yeah, people are, it's taken off, people are really enjoying it. I think this is going to be the big year to see uh, what they do. Rumors are that in about four or five days there's going to be a direct that kind of lets you know what's going on this year, but we'll see. People are going nuts on Reddit and everywhere waiting for what's to come, uh, I guess, for Nintendo. They also are currently outpacing Wii U lifetime sales in Japan, kind of barely, uh, they are outpacing them by 3 million, 3.4, and Wii U had 3.3 at this point. Uh, so that's kind of cool. And they also, you know, we talked about them breaking the Japan record last week, the the fastest selling record there, beating the PS2. They're also aiming to sell 20 million Switches in 2018, which doesn't seem... Highly unlikely, considering that they're feeling like by the time you hit the year, they're going to break the Wii U's all-time sales, and that's fourteen yeah, million. Like, I mean, the Wii U was arguably kind of a failure as a console, so it's not that surprising. <laughs> no, it doesn't. But I, I don't think it's going to take a whole lot for them to do twenty million if they come out with some, you know, a couple, two or three more big games that people are really anticipating. Yeah. Uh, They'll knock that out. It won't take long. Especially, I think, if they make an Animal Crossing game. You got it right there with that. I mean, I don't think Animal Crossing is going to be a huge system seller. I think so, though, with Portable. um, I think a lot of people like Pocket Camp. And then you're adding in things that Pocket Camp just can't do on the phone. That you could do on the 3DS. 
or on the other system that it was on, I think it was Wii, and it, uh, people really, really enjoy those games, So, and it's it's a casual uh, game as well, so if for some reason you don't have the Switch yet, I think it's a game they could package with it and, you know, get some people. Yeah. Plus you got the Bayonetta's coming and all that as well, so... That's just from what we know. I don't know when Yoshi or Kirby are going to show up, but they'll appear uh, at some point. Uh, of course, they also, and not just Nintendo, but everybody else loves to talk about their sales. Um, so uh, Sony had the most downloaded PSN game sales that they discussed. This one was kind of interesting just from, this is a lot of like the like big big casual gamers stuff. You would think that maybe with the downloaded games you'd see some more you know, less of that I guess maybe? I, I don't know. But it really, I think it does, what I gained from this is that people are really going a lot more digital now because these are the games you would see people be buying in the stores a lot more. Yeah. The, well, uh, the I mean, Call digital, of Duty's, Destiny's, all those, you know. Generally it's just easier uh, you don't have to worry about, you have to care about, like, pre-patching or, you know, patching the game once you get it home. I mean, the knock is, like, you don't have, you can't sell it back to GameStop, which is something you do regularly and something I've, I've done off and on, too. But, right. I mean, as long as you're a fan of the game, then, it, I mean, I don't, most people won't sell their stuff back. <laughs> the only thing it saves you on is if it's on PS4, it does, you don't have to install the entire thing if you get the disc. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, if you're one of those that... Although some games don't have to install at all, which is nice. Yeah, that that is uh, a positive. If you're like, not like me and I got a two terabyte drive pretty quickly, you know, that'll start running you. Like I, when my my friend got me like Resident Evil 5 like a month ago and I you know, put it in my PS4 and I was like waiting for it to install and it never did. I just hit start and it booted up. I was like, huh. Oh, nice. Way to go, Cap! Way to go, Capcom! <laughs> Capcom doing uh, something smart, but it's like all the games you'd expect: Grand Theft Auto Five, Madden, NBA, Rocket League's on here. I think Horizon might have been the only like big game that was, you know, not just a casual person's game that's on here. Everything else is sort of those big games you'd expect. Uh, there's Vita, God of War, the God of War collection, the Jack and Daxter collection on on Vita, Persona 4 Golden, still getting bought. One of the big reasons to own a Vita, really. Even All Stars Battle Royal. You know why? So, <laughs> I don't know, but people are uh, wanting to get it. A job simulator was the number one VR game. Not surprising. There are there are people who like really want another Battle Royale game, like. All-Stars Battle Royal, and it's like, please, please don't. <laughs> I guess if they could find a way to make it better, maybe. Make it fun? <laughs> yeah, it's, but it's like, it took the Smash formula, and it's just like, what are you doing here? This isn't that hard. I mean, uh, Brawl Out that just came out uh, not too long ago is kind of showing you how to do it right. I mean, come on now. Yeah. It, uh, Amazon also has theirs. Uh, this one, of course, includes not just Sony stuff. So Mario Odyssey, Mario Kart above 
Zelda is kind of interesting. Uh, Horizon, Call of Duties on two different platforms, Splatoon 2, Pokemon Ultra Sun and Moon, and Breath of the Wild on Wii U are the top 10. So, uh, shows how much reach Zelda had this year, the Wii U uh, version of the game is on, is on here. Where, where are all those hot Xbox One exclusive games, huh? Oh, God. Yeah, other than Cuphead, I don't know that I would... Where's ReCore? Is anybody caring about it? Where's Forza 7? Nobody, you know, that that's one of those niche games, I guess. People aren't uh, where, buying that where too much. Oh, is last year, or 2016, but uh, yeah. where's, uh, where's Crackdown 3? Oh, wait, that's never coming out. Oh, God. <laughs> if that even comes out in 2019, it'll be uh, a surpri- <laughs> surprise. Just from, like, looking at the gaming product stuff, it's... I don't think it's too surprising that, like, all the PSN cards and... All that is way up there. It's really easy to buy and it's straight to you. Uh, the first yeah. game on there is Mario, and that's at three. Mario Kart 8's at six. Zelda's at seven. And you have to go all the way down past Joy-Cons to Horizon Zero Dawn at 15. And then Splatoon 2 rounds it out at 20. Uh, and the Call of Duties as well. So that's interesting to me all the stuff people buy yeah uh, with that there the DualShock apparently was the highest selling accessory uh so getting out of sales stuff finally because that's, that's seriously I felt like every article I read this week was something about somebody's <laughs> sales or something uh the Uncharted Lost Legacy director Leaving Naughty Dog. Interesting. He, you know, worked on Uncharted 4, worked on Uncharted Lost Legacy, and he might be going to Crystal Dynamics to do the Avengers game. No, man, go to EA, work on the Star Wars game. Worked out for Amy Hennig. Yeah, but I wonder if we will actually hear something about the Avengers game this year, because I feel like we know very little about it. They showed up. I think they shut off that like one teaser trailer, and that's been about it. Yeah, just uh, you like, know, with Avengers coming out soon, you'd think. The thing is, is like they don't make movie games anymore, like big movie games. I mean, Spider Man's kind of an offshoot; like right. it's not directly tied into like MCU. But you, I mean, I assume like they have that Avengers game certainly is going to tie into the MCU. Yeah, just I I I imagine it'll probably come out around like Avengers: Infinity War two. <laughs> yeah, I would think. Yeah, I would think that next year would be sort of the target of saying, okay, either we're going to come out before the movie or after the movie, or close to it, so that you know you can read the biggest benefits. But I don't think it'll be. I think we might see more of it in conjunction with the first Infinity War. Coming out uh, not too long in, into this year, so that would make I, some sense. So here's a question: If it is tied into the MCU stuff, do you think they get the actual actors to do like their roles? Uh, we don't even know if it's. Do we know if it's a live action and not animated or? 
I assume live. I assume it's going to be like like live action or like character, a like character action game or something. Well, I mean, considering a lot of them just unless they've already done voice work, considering a lot of them just ended their contractual obligations, I doubt it. Yeah, but the difference between like actually having to be on a film set for three months, like acting and jumping around and doing shit, and then you know being in a VO booth for a week, we can wear whatever the hell you want. I agree with you, but I think like before, right when they did uh, one of the, some of the other games, that was part of them being contracted. Like they had to do that. So, yeah. I wonder if, you know, even though Chris Hemsworth's already on the record saying that he'd love to be Thor again, I don't know if all the other guys are, outside of Mark Ruffalo, who's kind of also really enjoyed his time, it seems like, if all the other folks are, you know, that hyped about it. But, like you said, it's it's not something that's so time-consuming, so maybe they could. Like, I guess it'd just be nice, because, like, most of the time when they get... Sound alike. I, but also sound think about bad. how much you're paying these guys, though. Yeah, but again, they're not on screen. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, is this coming out of Disney's pocket or is it coming out of Square Enix's pocket? And maybe Square Enix doesn't want to, you know. Yeah, they even want to pay up, pay for like Life is Strange. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's so, it. <laughs> I mean, you know, if that's. That's going to be... Yeah, if they don't even want to pay for Life is Strange and those actors are considerably less expensive, I wonder. I wonder. Like, it's weird. Like, here's a good example. Like, that Captain... They made a Captain America uh, 1 game. Right. And everyone basically... Everyone basically was in the the movie... From the movie was in the game, except for uh, the guy who played Howard Stark. Yeah, because at that point, it wasn't. I don't think it was contractual. He wasn't part yeah. of. Yeah, like, it didn't tie him down. So, what Terrence Howard was in it too? No. Okay. Yeah. You're see, like Iron, at that point, thinking, too, he you're, was you're also thinking Iron Man. Oh, Iron Man. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think at that point he was just he wasn't really gonna be there too many times. So I don't think they. Yeah bother with it but yeah i i mean it would be cool but man i just can't see it. the money involved would have to be like disney saying okay we're gonna give you them uh we'll pay for them to put them in the game to make it great but you know and they're not the only ones working on screenings is not the only one right there's other marvel well besides spider-man marvelous games that Supposedly being worked on by the studios, so. Eh. I haven't I haven't heard anything, but okay. <laughs> well, I mean, it's like I think Disney made it a point, right, that they're going to try to do other studios with their games. I, so. I mean, they said that, but like that was after they got out of games to begin with, so I, I wouldn't hold too much stock in that. <laughs> yeah, it just I don't know. I, I mean, are they getting? Spider-Man actor to do Spider-Man? Well, I don't think that's yeah. had to MCU, though. That's the thing. So, no. Yeah, I mean, they could also I mean, get one of the cartoons. This, Avengers, to do it too. this Avengers thing might not be tied to it at all, but you have to imagine with the, with the amount of, like, brand cachet that game has, or that, you know, that name has, that they'll, they'll tie it in. 
I mean, if they tied in Marvel vs. Capcom... It, that that was bad. <laughs> you would think that something with the that's, Avengers name... That's tying it in the wrong way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that one kind of just cut the legs off from them. I mean, what's cool now is if Disney's deal goes through, I mean, that's... They could just do whatever they want, right? Add all in, all in those X Men. Yeah, the next day, it's a Capcom goes. We got, we got Wolverine. Here you go. Yeah, <laughs> we're updating this game like a year and a half or two years after the fact. But go ahead. At that point, they'll probably come out with some kind of like Ultimate Mega Edition or whatever, and just hey, here's all the people you really wanted. Yeah, go buy it again. Uh, interesting that, yeah, I mean, it doesn't surprise me, I guess, but that, uh, Corey Barlog was very candid in saying that there's nothing tying Kratos to the Norse mythology where he's going to be there for as long as he was in the Greek mythology. Uh, kind of hinting that maybe not even for a next game, they could immediately go to... Uh, apparently it was between Norse and Egyptian, so, like, they could go into, you know, Egyptian mythology or something else, uh, and he doesn't just stay in something for three games or six games or whatever. Um, I mean, I guess the point is that they, it's good that they noticed that, you know, the Greek stuff was getting old, but do you think that's a problem if they move around too quick? It only took him six games to realize that. Yes. No, because it depends on how much Norse mythology this game has. Like if it goes through the major, major, like major gods. Like what else can they do? That's kind of the problem with like the like the God of War games. It's like after the first like two games, it's like it's kind of spinning your wheels. Like what gods haven't we done yet that no one even knows about? Really. Right. Like, I, I mean, there's obviously, like, uh, Egyptian, African, uh, you know, there's a bunch of, or, like, even, like, Chinese, Japanese. My personal, my personal favorite would be Judaism, because I want to see Kratos with some, with some, uh, payos on him, on his beard, hanging, <laughs> hanging from his hand, hanging from his head. Oh, could you imagine the... He'll have like the dra- after that. He'll have like the dreidel of of like un- unlimited wrath or something. Oh or just or just do the Christian mythology and that piss off like piss off like everyone in America. Oh, that yeah. I mean, if you want uh, controversy, definitely do that. People will be with those pitchforks. I remember being at E3 and the people. There was lines of people outside protesting Dante's Inferno. That's a good use of their time. <laughs> so I was like, oh my god, just because this has religious iconography, iconography in here? Like, come on, people, it's a game. It's whatever. At that point, I think there was also the controversy with God of War, and then GTA was still causing people some grief, so... You know, whatever, but... I, I could definitely see it, people getting pissed at, at that being in there. I'd like to see them explore the Norse mythology, at least for another game, because uh, that's... I like that uh, mythology. Like, I 
I enjoy the show, even though I'm kind of behind on it, but I enjoy the Vikings show I think, on the History Channel. I think two games should be kind of max for that type of idea. Like, the problem with, like, Assassin's Creed ran into was they had, like, Assassin's Creed 2, which was great, and they had Brotherhood, which was, which was better, but they had, like, Revelations afterward, which is, like, the most wheel-spinning Assassin's Creed I've ever seen. <laughs> Right, it also depends, like you said, how many gods do you do in one game? Yeah. And do you have story that benefits and not just spin wheels? Um, I think definitely a second game would work. When you get to a third game, you really have to have some interesting content there to be able to stretch it that far and then move it on again to whatever you're going to decide to do. But at least we know probably whenever they get done with Norse, they're going to go to Egyptian because that was their other big one they wanted to do. And maybe they'll tell a better story than Assassin's Creed. Uh, a story would be would be an improvement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, there's some people that apparently really like the story in Assassin's Creed, so... They're idiots. Yeah. Like, I, I, the nice thing about Assassin's Creed Origins, like, the story was kind of the wife, like, that relationship, but it's so slapdash in that game that it's, like, just... You can play that game for 20 hours and never see her. Right. Like, she only, she only comes in during, like, important story missions, so she's barely a character. Well, that's kind of crappy. She, like she has her own missions. She has like, I think like five or six missions by by herself when you're playing as her. But that's not enough for me to make make like make me care about her at all. Right. Like all she all she does in the game really is walk in, tell you that you killed the wrong people, uh, have sex, have angry sex with you, and give you a new list of people to kill, and then like leaves again. And it's like this is not. A relationship like this is you're basically glorified like why not just have like a fucking exclamation point over your head well i mean like what they're supposed to be married right yeah so i guess if you've been married for a while you don't really need to be with you with each other that much so you know i guess it makes sense but i agree with you in that if you're trying to introduce a female companion character for him. She doesn't have to be there all the time, but probably more than she was in the game itself. I mean, there are points where I forgot her name because she's barely in it. And the, the, the really funny part of like, the story about that game is like the first 10 minutes, after you escape like the opening like tomb or like little area... You come across like a friend of yours, and he's like, "Oh, let's go back to our hometown." Uh, and then he disappears for ninety percent of that game, or eighty percent of that game, and then like once the Romans are attacking, he gets killed. Like he gets like drunk, got out of his house and killed. And like your character is like, "Oh, I can't like I can't believe they killed him." And I was like, "Who was that?" Like I yeah, didn't know like, who that guy was. Why would I care about that guy? All I know is I got a cool flaming sword when he died, and that was cool to me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A, it's like, I'm happy to get the sword. I don't really care about that, that guy. If that's the case, I should have killed this guy 40 hours earlier. It would have helped me out. <laughs> I mean, like, could have really whooped some of the enemies in this game with that sword. 
Thanks. Uh, so, Microsoft has once again added another nail. I already thought the nail was in the coffin for the Connect, but apparently it needed one more thing. The USB adapter so that you can use it on the Xbox One S and X. Uh, no longer in production. So you might want to, if you have an X or S and you really like to connect for some reason, you might want to really go get that now before they spike up the price. Uh, but, I mean, apparently it's been sold out in stores for a little while. People have actually been trying to go get it. And I guess that's a good thing for them, but don't worry. Microsoft is going to release Connect 3. It'll just be USB powered. It'll be, everything will be fine. <laughs> they, uh, there is, they already kind of changed it to where you can use, uh, you know, headset microphone lets you do all the voice stuff, and uh, you can use webcams with Xbox One anyway. So, do you actually use that stuff? No, I have not used the headset. I think once. Like I have, game. I have a PlayStation camera, like so I can, and it whenever I turn the system on, it like tries to find my face and kind of does half the time, but I just find it always annoying. Like I just I can just press a button and it's easier. <laughs> yeah, I I don't tend to use it because I'm not uh, like I'm not really big on like I want people to see me when I'm doing. Uh, but I turn, I turn, I always turn that stuff off anyway. Like it is the only time it's ever on is like when it tries to like locate me when I first turned my PS4 on. I've played it when I had the Connect originally when I had the the 360. I when I wasn't playing like Dance Central or something, I did kind of like the whole I could give it voice commands on Netflix or whatever. But I just never thought it was all that. You know, yeah, it's not it's not like the biggest selling point in the world. <laughs> no, it's not. I mean, it's a cool thing uh, for what it can do. And, you know, obviously going off the Wii and whatever. And it was a nice kind of different thing from the Wii. But the first one, you need a way too big of a room for it to work. The second one, they tried to fix that. And for the most and- part, it worked. But no one cared. No one made yeah. games for it. <laughs> yeah, no one made games for it because they already saw it with the first one that nobody cares. So people were over it at that point. You know, so. like you have to wonder, like, why was that such a like? Why did they make that such a huge initiative? Like, who who thought that was a good idea? <laughs> the people that thought that let's promote entertainment and all in one box. Yeah. Instead of games, that's what that was. Which was the dumbest thing. Like, at the end of the day, you can sit there and talk about all you want about these neat features. But gaming consoles are still gaming consoles. And they're yeah. the gamer is going to be what buys this more often than not. Especially at the beginning, when you don't know anything about it. And unless you have a gimmick like the Wii or the Switch... People are going to see it and go, okay, it's an Xbox One. Okay. Oh, cool. I can connect my cable box to this. Why would I use this? Yeah. I, you know, 
again, I thought like the connect brings in a lot of ease of use stuff. Because, you know, especially with the Google Home and Alexa and all that stuff people have now, it was sort of ahead of its time if you think about it. But as a peripheral for playing games, people didn't get to take advantage of it enough. So. This isn't fucking Minority Report. Like, we... <laughs> yeah, that too. That was a little weird. Like, it's recording you constantly. Like, oh, I don't know about that. Uh, you also, I, I, that was sort of an interesting, uh, just a thing from Microsoft, just because, like, when you showed it to me, I was like, I thought it was dead already. Now it's, yeah. what, extra dead? <laughs> I guess. I'm sure, I, I'm sure, like, someone, like, PDP or someone also makes some, like, third-party adapter, so it'll keep on trucking for the eight people who still like to connect. <laughs> Speaking of peripherals, Mad Cats, which is basically, like, that's what they're known for. They yeah. filed bankruptcy nine months ago and they are back. Uh, and they're going to be at the CES in a couple of days. Uh, they're now located in Hong Kong. So, you know, I guess we want to go work there or something, but it's cool that they're back. I, I don't really buy third party products. So, well, they're usually junky materials, or they don't like last as long, or they're all, there's some incompatibility. Like the problem, Matt, I think Mad Cash ran into was like they really bet the farm on like arcade sticks for PS4 and Xbox One, and just and the market the wasn't there. Stuff as well. Yeah, and the market just was not there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then the way that they made the rock band kits were. Uh, especially for PS4, you have to have Bluetooth, and it's like, oh god, like you just made this much more difficult than it should have been, and they were breaking a lot and all that just did not help them. Yeah. Well, I mean, hopefully this time around it works for them more. Uh, well, I'm, I'm at, imagine it's just going to be, you know, some investor money in. I mean, the products were already made in Hong Kong, so might as well, why not? Yeah, might as well just go on location and save you uh, more money that way. Uh, Paladins is getting a Battle Royale mode called... Wow, they were just not original with this at all. Battlegrounds. I'm surprised that PUBG is not... Actually, I think PUBG learned from the first time. Don't talk about another game... Yeah, just just, <laughs> just just send the lawsuit quietly and like that that is a blatant name ripoff. Like that that's I don't like what Fortnite did, but like I think it's very scummy of them. But they can like they're probably somewhat legally clear to do it. Like them naming themselves a battle like, naming the mode battlegrounds. Like n- no, that causes obvious brand confusion in the marketplace. Yeah, exactly. And then you're just pretty much the same thing. Like, oh, we're dropping 100 players into the map, and oh, you're going to knock each other out. And Okay. I, I, to, to be fair, I don't know anyone who plays Paladins in the first place, though. So. <laughs> oh, there's people that like it, apparently. Just, I mean, if they're adding modes to it, there's probably there's got to be enough people playing it. But it's just like... 
Come on. Yeah. I mean, this game has been everywhere, and you're going to make a mode called Battlegrounds. Just... Uh, you couldn't have like a paladin sounding name to it or something else like yeah wow. call it like the call it like the royal court or something you know yeah God. or knights of the round or something well they get in trouble with that too that's that's at least like not in the vernacular though <laughs> like <laughs> at least it works more for their game like what they're calling their game right uh, the characters also look a lot like Overwatch as well, which that's another thing entirely. Uh, Platinum wants to make their own IP, finally. So I mean, they have before, like Bayonetta's their own IP or well, wonderful one on properties <laughs> for other people. Oh. What they what they call Bayonetta, so they are saying that they've whittled it down to like two different ideas. And that's kind of it, and that they're not going to be a total indie studio. They're going to be kind of in the middle. So that's good. I'm excited to see what comes out from them. They... I mean, yeah, but like we both know Platinum is really hit or miss. So if they're going to make their own games, good. I hope it's good Platinum and not bad Platinum. <laughs> right. Uh, you're, you're not wrong on that. I mean, you know, Nier was a success. Yeah, um, but... Uh, Legend of Korra was not. Turtles was not. Uh, I mean, they have a kind of a long list of Scale either got canceled. Yeah, misfires or just bad games. Uh, one of my favorite games on the Wii was Mad World. So the remember, uh, remember Star Fox Zero. <laughs> I'll try to forget about that game. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, look, they're not, they're not, uh, I mean, No More Heroes, they've been, you know, hits on that as well, and that's that's coming back. Just hopefully, whichever thing that they decide to make, you know it's going to be really platinum. Yeah, and, but No no More Heroes isn't them at all. <laughs> I thought they are involved in that. Or what? No. Oh, is that's, that another? That's Suda, right? Yeah. Okay, never mind. So, yeah, that's Grasshopper. I get some of those confused sometimes. Uh, either way, uh, Platinum worked on something else this year. That I can't place right this second. Uh, last year. Last year was Star Fox Zero, Star Fox Guard, and Turtles, and Turtles Mutants in Manhattan. Or Wolf. Uh, they worked on Nier and then something else. Nope, just Nier. Just Nier? I swear that they were involved in... Never mind. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, this is cool that they're they're making their own thing. Uh, I like that, you know, you don't always settle as being that company that helps make games for someone else. So, that's cool yeah. on their end. Yeah, but there's more financial risk, like, for them to... Like if, I mean, if they make another Bayonetta type type of game, good for them. If they make another Anarchy Reigns type of game, then I'm worried about them. <laughs> I mean, they do come out and say like, we can't make a AAA game, not with yeah. the the money we have. We just don't. 
uh, have it, but yeah, yeah, it it is. I mean, they're already working on several things. Uh, Lost, they're bringing Lost Order to Android and iOS for some reason, and uh, Grand Blue Fantasy Project Relink for the title of role. Title just rolls off the tongue. Yeah. Seriously, they're quit playing at three. So, whenever they uh, want to announce whatever that is, uh, th- that will be an exciting time for them, uh, surely. And gaming and hazardous gaming both got put on the possibly going to wind up on the full list of compendium of diseases uh, for the World Health Organization. This has led to a lot of backlash from people that work in that industry about how this hurts other real, more real issues that we have, and gaming should not be considered one of those. Uh, you know, while others believe that gaming disorder and all that is an actual big problem. See, I saw, yeah, when this, I mean, this news was a few weeks old, but I saw, like, a lot of snarky, like, Facebook comments about this. Like, oh, you know, according to this, I have this disorder or something like that. And it's like, no, jackass, you don't. Like, this is for people who, like, like, don't go home and leave their kids to die of starvation when they're playing, like, World of Warcraft or something like that. Right, or, or they go to one of those, um, it's not that big a deal here anymore but in other countries if you go to the like internet shop and you're yeah internet cafe yeah that's that's what i was talking about yeah or you know people who just play games like that's all they do like nothing else like they don't go outside like nothing else like right if you're you're going to work and you're having a normal life and you play games for like five hours you don't got a problem yeah yeah if you play games for 19 hours then it's a problem right like it's i mean it's the same thing about like just like gambling or you know anything like that like just addictive i think it'd be more more like gambling when you start like i've heard of places where they try to put gaming disorder people in there with people that have like drug addictions and how far off that they can't communicate yeah you know, because it's two different, just totally two different sides of the spectrum. But yeah, I mean, it, I lo- it works with gambling, you know. I mean, I lost two friends to World of Warcraft, you know, 14 years ago, essentially. I, uh, I, my brother went through that. Uh, you know, he really had to, you know, fix his life after that. And he's, he's doing well for himself now, but yeah. Um, I lost a couple friends, childhood friends due to that, that they just quit college and like, I don't know if they're doing anything now, but they, for, until I moved away, uh, they were doing nothing but being at home and playing World of Warcraft, you know? So, uh, and people get, uh, people get into like, you know, Candy Crush now and, and, uh, you know, more, uh, more casual games. Which are also sort of being used to relieve stress uh, in a different like people. They're also using those games as a way to keep you from being addicted too. So it's yeah, 
sort of a weird thing of like, hey, instead of smoking a cigarette, go play Candy Crush. Oh, but then you got addicted to Candy Crush. Oops. Yeah. Uh, you know. Like, I play games daily, and I'm sure you do too, but not right. at the expense of, like, adult responsibilities. Like, you raising your daughter, or me, you know, feeding my cat, or, you know. Yeah, I, I mean, also we also have the distinction of doing it for, you know, other reasons, you know, professional reasons as well, which makes it to where sometimes we play more than we probably should. But we're living life, you know. It it's not anything that's um oh plus we watch other stuff and you know, we're communicating with each other, we're not like shut off from the world and, and all that, so uh there are people that are like that though and again, even though it's not something like you know, the dude's not doing drugs or whatever, it's still a disorder. Yeah. Um but it's like, uh, you know, a lot of things. It's something that I think people have to get used to understanding that it can be a disorder first. And like you're not, spend, you're not spending your rent payment on buying Overwatch loot boxes or something. <laughs> like, Yeah, let's hope you're not, but there might be people doing that. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, there are. Like, I mean, people yeah. spending this beyond their means. Like, they're getting loans out to buy, like, blind boxes of shit and, stu- you know, stupid crap like that. And it's like, that's what this is for. Like, it's the same people who take out a house loan to, you know, go gambling or something or to buy bitcoins. It's like, yeah, I'm sure that's going to last forever. <laughs> yeah, guys, come on now. Let's be if it's fine. I, I almost wish we didn't have to hear about Bitcoin as much as we do, but you know, that's a, another thing for another matter at, the, at this point. But yeah. So, uh, of course this is the time where some shows are getting renewals. And The Gifted is one of those. It's getting a season two. Its finale is next week. Or not next week. The week after next. Uh, I've been enjoying the show. I know you said you're not really watching it. Well, I'm happy as long as Amy Acker gets, like, you know, steady work. (laughs) Yeah, and I think uh, several of those... The... Who play some of the characters in there do pretty well. It's just... I think it does take some adjustment coming from, you know, the X-Men films and all that. Like, the thing for me is, it looked, like, just, I only watched the first episode, it just looked cheap to me. Like, I know they don't, obviously don't have the budget of an X-Men film, but I mean, like, shows like The Flash or even Legion look better than The Gifted. (laughs) I think that's also because they've spent a lot of money on Gotham. So yeah, you know that's worked out well. <laughs> they've uh, they've had to you know they got to make sure the gifted proves itself in order for them to be able to spend the money on it. And plus, you know Disney is obviously the one going to be taking care of some of that too. So yeah, well we'll see how that uh, that goes moving forward. Uh, speaking of uh, DC, as I mentioned Gotham earlier. Uh, they're getting a new boss that's going to be in charge of superhero films, any superhero film made by uh, DC Films. Uh, Jeff Johns is still going to be kind of the collaborator to make sure that, you know, things are going well with the comics or any other kind of media that's going on with with them. But, uh, you know, he's, he's uh, worked with uh, It and The Conjuring, 
which are two pretty good films. And, you know, why not? I don't know if this is going to be the thing that gets him on track, but maybe it does. Yeah. They also finally cast uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. <laughs> Go them. I don't know that I'm going to watch it, but why not? I mean, I like Riverdale, so I'll give it a shot. <laughs> I need to watch Riverdale. I keep seeing all this love for it, and I don't get the CW, so I got to find uh, – It's on Netflix. It. Oh, it is? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to check it out then. At least, the, at least the first season. I think the second season, it'll be on Netflix like the week after it finishes. <laughs> hey, that's fine. I can catch up on uh, season one then. Yeah. Speaking of shows you'll want to catch up on, because you can watch all the old episodes right now, Animaniacs is coming back. Uh, Steven Spielberg is even coming back as executive producer as well in 2020. It's not coming back soon or anything. Uh, you can oh, go watch all 99 episodes uh, from the early 90s uh, right now on Hulu if you have it. And part of this deal, they also got Tiny Toons, which I remember liking that show uh, as well, and all the Pinky and the Brain uh, stuff too. So. They can skip Pinky on Meyer in the Brain though. <laughs> yeah, that, that was... <laughs> they should just leave a big hole and say, if you want to watch this, go to a therapist. <laughs> yeah, really. But I, I watched some of the episodes today. I remember how much I... Like, I didn't get a lot of that stuff, you know, as a kid, watching it at, like, 7 a.m., but going back and watching it now, it's like, wow, I think I laugh now more as an adult than I did as a kid. Well, that's the thing, is... Uh, yeah. It's kind of the same thing as The Simpsons. Like, it was made for kids, ostensibly, but it was written by adults, and they had, they had a lot of weird, subversive stuff in those, in that, in those shows. <laughs> And some of the, like, total just jabs at, like, celebrities and stuff is that's great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, uh, I, I guess it's nice, and, I mean, I just hope they get all, I mean, they should get all those voice actors back for sure. <laughs> not that I think some of the, I mean, the, you know, the Good Feathers ones, those are kind of easy to imitate. So, they don't, I don't think they have to have the exact guys back. Like, I think, you know, like, Pink in the Brain for sure. And I mean, you know, I mean, the people who are doing anime, who did Animaniacs back in the day, like, they're doing, like, live tours of, like, them going on shows, like... Oh, really? Yeah. That's, uh... And I, I don't think every Tiny, or every, not Tiny Teens, I don't think every Animaniacs kind of, not skit, but, like, character, well, you know, like, character work, necessarily, but... More, most of them did. <laughs> uh, I think probably one of our favorites was like the good idea, bad idea with the mind. Yeah. Mime. Uh, the. Or Susie Kaboom, the, the, the teenage daughter who went insane all the time. Yeah. You got the. Katie Kaboom, that's it. <laughs> Mindy and the dog. They buttons. kept chasing each Yeah, buttons that they kept chasing each other. Uh, or he would have to like protect her from getting into danger, basically. Yeah, it's like, it's like baby's day out, essentially. <laughs> yeah, it's, pretty much should have called it that. That's what that uh, part of the show was. Um, uh, probably, you know, Pinky and a Brain certainly deserved its own thing. It it was uh, totally great in its own right. I, I just really 
forget how much I miss the just the the anime the the Warner Brothers and and Dot like they were just really funny. Uh, so I, I'm I'm excited for it. I wondering if I should show the show to Anaya or not. Uh, but I think it holds up pretty well. <laughs> yeah, I think with all the different like they look like a cross between a cat and a dog anyway. Uh, and then, you know, you got the pigeons and the, you know, the dog and the girl I mentioned already. So I still like it just from all the animals there. If, if she doesn't get the jokes, which she'll probably just be like, Oh, they're so weird. Yeah. She tells me all the time. Anyway, God, you, you like weird stuff. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Maybe when you get older, you will understand. Uh, speaking of weird, Bright, which seems to like be hated by tons of critics, is getting a sequel uh, because the people that actually watch Netflix seem to like it. So, uh, I think Max Landis has like a lot of, some controversy that he's been in, involved in. If I'm yeah, there've been some like some sexual harassment claims against him, which are probably true because he seems like a creep. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, like I not... saw that on Twitter. Like a lot of women were kind of like, "Man, I've been waiting a while to say something about Max Landis." So uh, that doesn't seem to be going well for him. He's not involved, but Will Smith and Joel Edgerton are going to come back. That's good. I mean, I don't know how, how much more Will Smith's got going on, but yeah, I, I feel like his star has kind of faded over the years, like in a unfortunate sense. <laughs> yeah, I really liked him or still like him. I mean, I really liked uh, him in Pursuit of Happiness. And then I feel like after that, he kind of the the star started going down. Well, he tried I think he really tried to like kind of push his kids as like his replacements essentially. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, my daughter can sing and dance and my son can act and it's like, "No." Neither one of them can do anything. <laughs> Don't get me started on the uh, Karate Kid. That I mean, that I heard that was actually the better of his, like the son's films. But I mean, he was decent in it. Yeah, still don't really want to watch it. <laughs> it was okay enough of a remake of it. I mean, yeah, I remember After Earth. <laughs> oh God, I think everybody wants to forget that. Weren't they playing around with, like, they could make an After Earth 2? Yeah. Please, no. And I think I think he'll be good in, like, Aladdin, like, depending on how they, mm-hmm. like, he he is, he has that, like, kind of jovial personality or, like, you know, pers- like, persona, essentially. Yeah, so. he basically did that for Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, so. Yeah. That's right in his wheelhouse there for that. Uh, I I'm excited to hear him with the with the genie. I was just in large part. I feel like Disney's hit it with those live action films. So hopefully, yeah. But to me, they're just really. I think they're just soulless, just because it's like. I mean, they're based on the classic tales, but it is based on the animated films. It's like I, those are all still good, or at least most yeah, of them are. Like exactly. I could go, just go watch them. Come up with something At least new. The Maleficent one was sort of a sequel to Sleeping Beauty. Well, that was, a, that was a like fairly decent new idea, but like uh, 
Beauty and the Beast, it's like, I mean, you could pretty much do like a shot for shot, you know, watch them both at the same time, and it probably doesn't line up together fairly well. <laughs> right, and uh, that's one of their best animated ones, so that still holds up. You know, it's... Uh, if they found a different way to tell the story, or just... I, I heard the Jungle Book one is really good, too, but... yeah. But yeah. look, because behind that, like John Favreau, like he tends not to make bad films. Yeah, that's very true as well. Uh, speaking of films, Cloverfield Three has been delayed again. Uh, I watched. I really liked Cloverfield One. I never watched the sequel. Uh, you know, it. I feel like we'll just kind of never get this movie. They keep delaying it constantly. No, I think we'll get it, but it'll be a surprise that Cloverfield uh, Lane was. Yeah, well, you just drop and, like, hey, here it, it is. I mean, that film, like, it was Cloverfield Lane, wasn't it? That's what it was yeah, called? Yeah, Cloverfield Lane, yeah. Like, that was such a, it's so peripherally connected to that Cloverfield idea that I, I imagine that'll be the third one, too. Like, it's not going to be the, you know, Us vs. Aliens movie that people want, because... Right. Those don't do well in theaters. Like, look at Independence Day 2. <laughs> God. That was just also bad. I liked Man. parts of it. I'm not going to say it's a good movie, but it was fun to see Brent Spiner being weird. <laughs> as long as it's not... If it's a good movie, then it would work, but... You know, it will, you have to reach that point, and you're getting to the third one. And it's not like I heard really anybody talking about Cloverfield Lane, honestly. I yeah, like that just no. came and went. No, it it, it did pretty well. Okay. Like John Goodman, John Goodman got like a lot of good praise for it because it was kind of playing against his type. Ah. And John well, Goodman's always awesome. Yes, uh, totally agree with you on that. That that man does not make bad anything. So. Except for Ralph. <laughs> and oh. Ralph is fine. The Flintstones, not so uh, much. Well. <laughs> Always got to have that bad one in your your uh, your biography there. Yeah, can't be all winners, but for the most part, John Goodman makes makes uh, good stuff. Uh, speaking of good stuff, Amazon actually picked up really good anime. They just had a terrible service to make you get to watch them. Uh, anime Strike, which I never really understood this. Like, why are you going to make a s streaming service within a streaming service? Like, that doesn't make any sense. You're already asking somebody to pay either $99 a year or 8 is it $8, $8.50 if you get time separately. I look at it as the same way that Hulu does Hulu, like basically Hulu Basic and then Hulu without commercials. It's like that should I don't be think part it's of the, the same thing though. Like they they have the Hulu without without uh, or with commercials because at the end of the day, Disney and NBC and Fox want you to look at their ads, uh, and then they gave you the option because people started saying, "Look, you're adding so many ads; it's taking away yeah. from my enjoyment of watching anything on Hulu." And so they said, okay, well, if we, what if we charge them five more dollars? 
and you know people went for it um yeah i just think like you don't need anime strike because you can just put it in amazon prime and it's another thing to get people to get amazon prime or or just the you know the the prime video thing by itself because i'm really interested in some of these anime i don't know that i would get it um for that but they did make some of the best ones of last year princess principal and uh, made in abyss and uh so all, you know all, all my all my hot favorites yeah <laughs> sorry <laughs> out of your thing there but i'm glad they learned and that that's good for them i don't know if they're going to keep going on after anime now that anime strikes not going on but I, I i imagine if people watch it they will like that's what they focus on like the numbers i guess like yeah, you're right that, you know, paying what five or ten dollars more on top of already another subscription people most people aren't gonna go for it. But if it's, you know, included or baked in, sure. It's just I think Amazon's made it a point, right, that they're not gonna go crazy going after stuff like Netflix is. So And well Amazon yeah. seems to be a tad more selective. Like for good or for bad, but they like I don't see Amazon ever making a bright movie. <laughs> No, I don't think they will, but Amazon's also trying to go after, like, European soccer and other sports, too, so, you know. Or, like, they, they, they got, I mean, they essentially got Top Gear, so. Yeah, and they got the deal with the NFL for the Thursday Night Football games uh, this year, so they're they're doing it in other ways where they're spending that money, whereas Netflix is just saying, okay, we're going to make a zillion shows. Uh, which I think is some of that's to their detriment because then they're ruining the quality that comes with that Netflix original tag. But well, it's also like it's yeah. just overwhelming. <laughs> oh god, yeah, I feel like every month it's like what, like five or six Netflix originals show up, and I'm just like, who has the time to watch all this stuff? <laughs> or like stuff gets really diluted. Like uh I didn't even watch like the like the last season of Orange Is New Black because I just heard it's kind of terrible. Oh really? Because it's like I want to say it's ten episodes centered on three days. Like that's the whole, like that's bad. It's really stretching that series at that point. Yeah. It's like, do you have to have it be? Oh well, they signed that three year deal or whatever, right? Yeah, that show will be on for you know years if they can if, if they can get to it. Well, it's not. I'm sure Genji Kohan would like to keep getting uh, money from that as well. I'm sure everyone who acts. I, I don't see most of those other people doing like a ton of other good jobs or you know big jobs. So there you go. Yeah, probably not. Uh, I mean, some of, some have spun off from that show and like gotten popular, but most haven't, or like at least half of those people haven't. Yeah, like. Uh, can't think of her name, but the one that does uh, Donna from that '70s show will probably Laura Pre- get... uh, Laura Prepon. Yeah, she will probably always get some kind of role, but and uh, the main character Ta- Taylor Schilling. Yeah, you know, do you know what she was in before? Like she was cast in like this this the show, uh, one of the Atlas Shrugged movies. I think the oh, first one. Oh really? Wow. That uh, tells you a lot there. Yeah. 
But hey, sometimes you just need your big break, and that's what uh, you got. Yeah. Uh, that's what they got there, so. Oh, a, lot of, a lot of women, or a lot of actresses got kind of a big break in that show, which is good for them, but them like them kind of stretching those episodes out, like that season out, like was bad. Yeah. it's And it's like, when you can obviously tell, too, is when it's the worst. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm watching this because I like this show, but... I kind of found that. I found, I I know you haven't watched it yet, but I felt that way about the defenders. Oh, I need to get around to watching that. Yeah, like that's another show that's supposed to take place all like within the span of like it seemed like four days, and it's like this feels very weird, <laughs> like contrived things. I guess. Yeah. Oh, but that's what I'm saying. Like all these things are not always hits and. They did say that they're going to start hitting that cancel button more often. Let's see if they actually do it. But I think as far as the games coming up, uh, Super Meat Boy for the Switch. And I think that's kind of the only high-profile thing. Well, that's about the only thing in general. Uh, that's uh, coming out. Everything's like the week after when you start getting in a few things. Yeah. Uh, so... It's slowly but surely coming around to becoming more of a regular scheduled uh, thing for games again. But it's nice to have that little break like we talked about. And uh, I guess until next week, everybody, uh, check out or keep playing those games. I'm sure there's things in your backlog. There's still uh, Sony has another week of sale going on. Uh, Xbox has a New Year's sale happening as well and yeah just catch up on that uh, backlog of games from last year yep all right until next week see you later later the following podcast is a w2m network original production visit w2mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts plus news reviews articles and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment.